0: Profanity, pro-fanity, nation. Nation. Profanity. Pro-fanity, nation. The profanity nation Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand we got money on the mic with the plan in hand and Stan Pat to his left they go hand in hand and to the right we got Simster he putting it down it's the profanity nation we run the town here yeah. it's the profanity, profanity nation. nation profanity nation.
1: Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan, and we are here for your therapy needs for the Lakers. We're, we're going to break it all down. We're going to let you know that it's okay. How do we cope? We're, we're with you there. We're all feeling it. Right. There's no question about it. We've got a wonderful guest today, Allison Carpenter, who's going to be here in just a second. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Money Mike. I I know we're all hurting, so I don't have to ask, but but otherwise, how are you doing? You know what? I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Everything's good. I'm
2: really emotionally disturbed with the, what's going on with the Lakers. um <laughs> I don't the the Laker fan base. I don't even recognize anymore. um the, I got issues. The, like where are we? The land se- of the, lost, the celebration right? of a first win. I understand. Like like. What are we doing? Like this, it, just the culture and everything has changed.
1: But we gonna get we gonna get into into it today. Right. We're gonna ice bath every win this year. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's gonna be like a magic. I'm gonna jump into your arms, cream if we win every game like that. Right, uh, step, Pat, how you doing, my man? I mean, it's almost
0: at the point we gotta do that, right? Because, right. I mean, these these wins are coming few and far between.
1: Celebrate the small. You know victories. what
0: I'm saying? We got us. I mean, <laughs> I know what you're saying, my, my, my right. money. It's like you know why we celebrate? We but celebrating, bruh, bruh. We were over five. No, like, hey. It was, was like though we 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 starving. So hey, but see what, what you do is you go five and oh.
2: That, that's how bruh, that's, that's, how you, bruh, that's how you. That's how you. That's can how how you I'm gonna tell you
0: just like I told you last year, man. Let's win three in a row first. first okay, well, hey,
2: right. we got two in a row. You know let's, let's just let's just win a
1: third. <laughs> game win a third we game. You know what how about hey, that? we, we
2: that. got we got two in a
1: row, and then we got two in a row. This is <laughs> let's, let's go. two in a row. The two in a row. the exactly. Two in a row, we we keep it right? at that. No further. Without further ado, let's bring in our guest, Allison Carpenter. Thank you for joining us, Allison. Let's bring her in here. All right, there you go. How you doing, Allison?
3: Hey guys, it's
2: good to be back. How y'all doing? Oh, we, hey, good. we we great, man. I'm I'm happy to be back on here. I, I want you to help us out with this with 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 this therapy, man. Like, what are we gonna do? Is it who who are we gonna blame, man? We got to create the blame pie right now. And it's only been nine games. <laughs> let, let you know, me. what I mean, for some and it's reason, ugly. For some reason, you know, the three and six warriors ain't nobody tripping off them. You know, they still going to the finals. We eliminated from the playoffs, you know. so. So uh, uh, what do you think, man? What do you think, Allison? Who are we well, going to blame yeah, so first?
3: Let touch on a point that y'all just hit. Uh, I just got to say, the ice bath for the first win we got to recognize what that was about. You know, that's a, a black coach in the NBA getting his first win as a head coach. I'm happy the guys celebrated. I don't think that's divergent from our culture at all. That was a huge moment. And I'm so happy that the guys put aside their disappointment in the season to really give Darvin Ham that moment. So I'll just i be remiss without saying that. That was a huge moment for, for that guy to get his first uh, first win. I, okay, actually, okay.
1: I actually agree with you, Allison, because that was <laughs> a, a big victory for Darvin Ham. And it, it was nice that it was celebrated. <laughs> Um, and I don't care what the, the – if that came at the first game, second game, or third game, that was deserved. So so I agree with you there. Keep it in perspective. You're right. Go ahead, Mike. That's,
3: and that's what I'm here to do today. I want to keep everything in perspective. I'm so happy for the Warriors. <laughs> uh, the Warriors. I, I just remember with, with how their fan base responded to losing after, you know, Steph was hurt and Clay was hurt and, and, and uh, KD got hurt and then left and, and Draymond had injuries. I was so surprised to see a fan base – accept injury as a reason for losing it was like oh my gosh why can't we do that in la um but uh you yeah, know I, I know there's people want to point fingers i saw some uh, folks on your comments on social media trying to blame my girl Jeannie Buss and so uh i'm very busy but i had to clear my schedule to come and cape for Jeannie Bus, so let's yes, do God. that. Okay, I, I'm okay. going
2: to take wait, you wait on personally on that one, but but we'll go on, Money Mike. First of all, let me say you, I absolutely love Jenny Bus, right? Like I you want to get permission. ahead of the story. Yeah, let's get ahead. <laughs> yeah. of <that>. okay. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I have a mission to do, you know, give her the longest hug ever if I ever see her. Yep. I love Jenny Bus as, as a person. I love, as, I love comes. her as a family. Here we come. But at the same but- time, <laughs> at the same time. You you you, you kind of have to. I, I'm so used to Jerry Bus when he was there, and what I felt that Jerry did, and I felt like he should have taught Jeannie is to surround himself around people that were experts in certain things. Uh, and I just don't think that giving Palinka a five year extension is the, was the right decision for the franchise
0: okay let me ask you a question i know, i know we want to, that was like kind of directed to allison but she can fire him too right yes so so I'm so what I'm saying is like it's not like a player's contract where we need to trade these contracts out that we need to be stuck with these contracts mm-hmm. like when it comes to a polinka, that may be a you know how they have like in sports they have like the show of you know the um the vote of confidence right yeah but that's which what is, that was which is the kiss of death right the vote of confidence which Put them on notice, really. I mean, and I understand. I don't. I don't agree with the length of time or or even the extension because to <laughs> exactly. me, She doesn't really have have shown anything. However, she does still have the discretion that if she needs to write the ship, she can. However, what we need to talk about, not just the Palenka thing, but is that who she like you going back to what you were saying, the Rambo. Who Rambi. is she surrounding herself with, and and let's let's be honest. I mean, we know. The relationship with her and Linda, like they they homegirls, like they back in the day. But why is she, Dude. you know, involved in hey, in in, Alice, in help. so? We, just we help me Alice. out with why Linda and <laughs> Ram and Kurt is like so ingrained in the personnel decisions in this team, and maybe Miss Herbert, you can help me out with that.
3: So this has been. This has been denied by Jeannie Buss so many times, this idea that she and Linda just sit in a room and decide who the Lakers roster will be. It's complete fan fiction. And and it's been so clearly just perpetuated by people who want to have this agenda against Jeannie Buss. It makes no sense. There is more to an NBA franchise than what happens on the basketball court. And that is Linda Rambis is an advisor to Jeannie Buss on non-basketball matters. She has said this in interviews with the NBA. She has said this repeatedly. And so people keep pushing this agenda. It's bull crap. It's bull crap, but it reminds me of a, a comment that Phil Jackson used to make about LeBron James, that he was moving around with his posse and he was saying it to be dismissive of Rich Paul and Maverick Carter. And honestly, some people thought it was a dog whistle. and Some people thought there were like racial undertones to it. And I hear this the same way. The idea that two women cannot be a part of a successful business enterprise and that, that you know that she can't be a valuable voice in Lake in the Lakers franchise. I just think it, it, it doesn't sit well with me. There's not a single viable report that Linda and Jeannie are, are picking out the roster or picking out personnel. It's people say Kurt Rambis is involved in these decisions, right? Magic said that it's Kurt, Magic said that it's you know the coaching staff. but the idea that Lin, people keep bringing up Linda, and I think it's a dog whistle. And I hate it. I, I
1: hate it. Let, let me ask you this, Allison. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm assuming you're you're a supporter of uh, Jeannie's uh, role of what he she's done with the Lakers. You have no issues with it. You feel I, so. didn't, say
3: that. I didn't say that. Oh, okay, okay. okay, okay well, what yeah, because, because my, my
1: question is this: is would you be calling for Jim Buss's job if he was in that position versus Jeannie? And I believe we would. I believe I believe most of the fans would be calling for him to quit and leave if the Lakers were in this position and Jim Buss was in the lead. Now now what I think we're seeing is the largest example of nepotism in history being that we all feel as though we are family with Jeannie Buss and the Buss family, and we don't want to uh, judge her or or put her on the coals because of that.
3: Malarkey. And if you think this is the greatest show of nepotism, you must have been asleep in 2016. I'll just say that. But um, the 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 situation with the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, I wore my championship jacket for you all today just to remind you of where we were two years ago, because you all seem to have gotten amnesia. Jeannie Buss is the first woman controlling governor of any NBA team to win a championship. And that didn't happen 10 years ago. It didn't happen 15 years ago. It happened 25 months ago. And so I, I think that first of all, show me an example of a of a championship owner who was asked to sell the team within two years. Please give me an example. Nobody's you know, asking
1: me. to sell the team. No,
3: like, I've, no, people. I've, the seen, team. I've seen people say she, that the Bus family as a whole should sell the team. Yeah, no, I
1: don't. Right. I don't agree with so, that. So um,
0: I would I just mean, say this real, but like so, and I and I agree with you, but you know, Jenny, two years ago she did um, basically. You know, got us their championship, right? However, at that time, we did give her her flowers. No,
3: no, no, so
0: no. Did. I, 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 was I, I don't know about that. I don't know because <laughs> I think she was being touted as, you know, yeah. a woman in mm. a mad space. No. And we were giving her these flowers. It didn't and so, happen. It didn't so, happen. It okay. didn't- Okay, so, so, so are we saying that it didn't happen because of the matter of opinion or are we saying it didn't happen oh, because it. there's no evidence of it?
3: It didn't happen. People were saying, wow, she's the first woman to do this. That was a fact, that happened. It was just a matter of fact. But no one was saying Jeannie Buss is a genius owner and she made these strategic decisions. Here's what people were saying. They're saying LeBron, you know, you guys know I'm a, I'm a Bron sexual, I'm a huge Bron fan. Yes, yes, people we know. Saying, LeBron this, LeBron's so great, AD stepped up big, Rajon Rondo stepped up big, I'll go so far to say that there are people giving more credit for the Lakers win to Mickey Mouse and Daniel House than they were giving Jeannie Buss. Nobody was saying that this is a result of Jeannie Buss making strategic decisions. They were not giving her her flowers. They were acknowledging that she made history, but they were not giving her the credit for the win. They were saying this was good basketball. This was good. This was the, the head coach, Frank Vogels, great defensive schemes. But no one said Jeannie Buss opened her checkbook and she made the right moves. She made the right moves when she brought in magic who helped us bring in LeBron. Nobody said that people were giving credit to anybody else except for Jeannie Buss. No one said, Ooh, Linda Rambis, what value she brought to the franchise. No one was giving those women credit. It was all going deservedly to the players, the coaching staff, the GM. And I would be okay with that because we don't often hear owners names when you talk about the credit, but I don't, I don't like the hypocrisy of a year later and now two years later, now people wanna blame Jeannie Buzz. If you're not gonna give her the praise, if you're not gonna give her the credit and the flowers, then don't bring her name up now when we're having uh, some, you know, some tumultuous times.
1: But there's new information. Now to digest being that magic left because he was basically chopped off at the feet. So he says, meaning given a role within the Lakers that Mm -hmm. she runs, but wasn't really given the power to make the decisions that he felt he was supposed to be able to make. Then, then she goes ahead and extends uh, Palinka, who absolutely destroyed that exact championship team, broke it up, uh, for, for, for why? I don't know. You're right that some fans are in a rush and they don't accept that injuries happen and we need to be patient and work through those. But also there's a GM in a rush who got rid of quite a bit of that championship team with really no justification. And did not replace those pieces in the correct manner to support his superstars being LeBron James and Anthony Davis so so being that this new information has come to light and that she offers this extension this yes. extension that that is a major problem for me that's mystified that, that is just there, there's no justification for it it wasn't necessary
3: I think here's what I remember I, I got good memory okay. okay nobody was supportive of rob palinka from the start look like, i remember 2020 we started the season off we had a ton of troubles right there were people on espn saying oh the lakers are not a good shooting team they're not fit for today's style of basketball he's got two traditional bigs in Javelle mcgee the white howard it makes no sense this roster construction makes no sense it's gonna be a failure people actually said that and then we went and won the championship that same year And no one retracted. No one said, okay, we were wrong on Rob Palinka." They just doubled down and they waited for their doubt to become true. But the truth of the matter is we've had $76 million sitting on the bench for the last two years consistently in AD and LeBron James and other role players. And so... For people to just want to just bury these assets, bury Rob Polinka, bury Jeannie Bush, because we've had injury and we've had a number of bad decisions. I'm not gonna negate that. There have been bad decisions made, but I'm not gonna sit here and pretend with you that AD being injured would have been negated somehow by Alex Caruso still being on our roster. Like even if Al- even if Polinka hadn't made the moves that he made, we're still not winning a championship last year or the year prior. It's just the fact that Lakers need to, Laker fans need to accept. I do not blame, if this were an issue of cap space, if if signing Rob Palinka to a five year extension somehow saddled our team in a way that it, does, you know, removes our flexibility, then I would agree with you. But this is Jeannie's money. And if she wants to commit five years of her money to Rob Palinka, who she can, as you acknowledge, who she can fire at any moment. Why I I like her giving her GM confidence moving into the next season. The Brooklyn Nets did the same thing. They're a dumpster fire over in Brooklyn, but they gave their GM confidence that, hey, make the moves that you need to make, and we've got your back. I don't want a scared GM. I don't want a GM who's worried about losing his job. I want a GM to be bold, and I want him to make the basketball decisions that he sees fit to put us back in a championship, which he just 25 months ago. <laughs>
2: like I, 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 I can rock with everything you're saying,
0: but, I know makes uh, perfect at, sense. Uh, yeah,
2: but at the same time, like the reason why we did not go back to back was were, were because of injuries, right? Everybody, oh yeah, I mean, that, I would say that. Right. Yeah. So everybody everybody we're up to that. One, so, eight like, eight goes down.
0: Right. we we're I think we so, so, so the everybody
2: son. said, Hey, we're we're a championship team, and, you know, if they wouldn't have got hurt, like an injuries is part of the game. Yeah. So why are we blowing up the team? Why are we Going and and taking a team that everybody you know says that they're a championship team to blow up to basically do an experiment on something that as soon as Westbrook came I know we, it's not going to work like why are we doing that
0: but at the same and, time
2: and, and in
3: basketball you take risks man in basketball you but, but why but why take a risk calculated when, risk when,
2: calculated, when,
3: calculated. I, I hear you, I'm, hear you. you. I'm not going to defend why the move.
2: when when we already have a team. That consensus says that they're a championship team, and if they would, if LeBron would not have gotten hurt, you know, then we would have been in the finals. Why, why, why make a reds?
3: I listen. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to say this. Not every year is guaranteed to be a winning season. Not every year is guaranteed to be a champion season. Was it a great move? I don't necessarily understand it, but I'm also not going to say if we had stood, stood pat, kept the same roster. I don't think we would have still won. I think it was necessary to to, to move Danny Green. I really do believe that. I think that the way that he played in the playoffs was so unreliable. I think there were so many moments during the 2020 season where we did not think we were going to win a championship. We We weren't so sure. And there were so many holes in our roster, even the year we won a championship, where it made us think, okay, yes, we won this year. And we know we don't believe in this bubble juju. But are we putting ourselves in the best position to win long term? I think they decided no. They took a swing and they missed. It happens. Yeah. So calling for people to step aside, I think it's an overreaction. And um, and you know, I just think that we're we're overreacting. We need to we need to take our time. We need to push Rob to make better decisions. Hold him accountable. But we need to stop overreacting. We look we look foolish out
0: here. Okay. So and and that that makes the and I'm glad you said that. Let's hold. You know, um, Rob Pelican accountable because at this point I feel that this is what we're doing here. Um, I'm looking at a roster that, like you said, did have holes. However, we did have an identity. Mm-hmm. We did have an identity and we did have chemistry. Mm-hmm. These two things are devoid of these current Lakers, the last year and this year. Okay. We don't know who we are. Okay. We knew we were a defensive-based team going into it. Plus, we knew that hey, we're going to go ahead and make the necessary plays, and we're not going to go ahead and beat ourselves at the end of games. Yep. I don't see any of that, and I think that we got let, let go a lot of those intangibles. Like, yes, is Alec Caruso going to move the needle? No. However, when I'm looking at Austin Reeves, and I'm looking at all these guys right now that we have on the roster, I do know that Alex Caruso would have been a lot better at the point of attack and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to worry about that. These are, these are like the little tweaks that we're talking about in the roster. So, okay. so, so what I'm saying is like, so, okay. Let's just take Jeannie Buss out of it. Okay. let take her out of it. Why are we not talking about Rob Link? And why are we not giving him smoke? Because I know we're going to say that we're going to go ahead and like, say, this is just what it is. Yeah, But I feel that he was directly instrumental in the fact the deconstruction of the roster. I mean, he was playing games where you literally see things that work and say, I don't want to deal with that. Like, yeah. how do you go from one of the one of like a nice blend of old veterans and young guys to a team of all veterans and expect that to win? I mean, people yeah. were calling us oh, the stepped on the court. Right. Robert-
3: Rob Palenka was playing 2K last year, okay? I will not I'm, – I'm, he was playing 2K. He was playing video games last year. It made no sense. He just chose a bunch of names that he liked. Ooh, Carmelo, this would be nice. Okay. I got to well, ask
0: you. Let him finish the book. Okay, go ahead. It,
3: it, it, he was absolutely misguided last season. I do recognize that, and it's hard to see him this way, but he still is a relatively young GM. He is still going to learn. In the same way that players are going to have rough games and rough seasons, GMs will have the same. He is learning. He was an agent. That's where his career was built. It's not the same thing being a GM. So I mean, I'm I'm maybe willing to offer more grace. I think the way our league is now, there is no grace. You don't have 20 year executives at, with the same team for. You don't see that nope. anymore. But nope. Rob Plink is a young GM. He screwed up, and I hope that this is the season that he corrects his errors. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a mistake to say we're gonna wait till after Thanksgiving or after you know di- after mm-hmm. Christmas to make changes. Mm-hmm. I think that's misguided. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there's nothing like nothing will teach you like losing. And, and there's enough guys on that team and the most important guy on that team who hates losing enough that Rob will not be able to just move in and out of crypto, you know, with peace if they continue losing and he doesn't make any changes. There are That's some right. easy, easy trades that he should be able to make right now that doesn't even involve Russell Westbrook. And I hope he looks at those trades and I hope he honestly pulls the trigger before this losing streak continues. But as I said, we do not need to overreact. Like that, that is my biggest thing. We People are calling Jenny soft. People are calling, you know, calling people to step aside. It's an overreaction. It's not necessary. Nobody's talking about Jerry Reisendorf. Nobody's talking about Tom Gores. Nobody's talking about Herbert Simon. You are probably wonder who are those people. Those are other NBA owners who nobody's talking about. Nobody's okay. calling them
1: soft. Yeah, do they they don't this. have the same legacy. I'm going to like, let you go. Have. I
0: just want to say one thing. Yeah. And, and then I'm going to let Mike go ahead and handle it. However, all those people that you're talking about do not run the Lakers.
3: I hear you. That's hear where
0: you. we're at. Because we know there is a, a top of the food chain. We can be losing to somebody else, and you can have, and especially this weekend, we had Alabama lose. I think we had like a Clemson, loss. Of the Clemson loss. We yeah. have a bunch of it. And I swear to God, Undisputed is going to lead with the Lakers being two and seven, and they're going to talk about that. And we have stories on that. We move the needle. And so that is where we're at right now. We're not just a franchise. And obviously, you know, it because you're diehard just like me. So it's like you understand the responsibility and to give him leeway on this team. You don't have that, bro. I'm sorry. I hate to be like that. You don't have the leeway. That's why with us, the diehard Laker fans, when it comes to LeBron and that one championship, I'm sorry. I love you. You're a good love guy. Me. It does it not can... matter. You need two matter. three before I even, even think He's about
3: it. LeBron has said that. So I think we're on the same page here. One championship is like zero. You know, It, it is. is. Okay.
2: So I got to ask you, and I, I, know, I know you love LeBron, but I feel... That we gotta blame LeBron for part of this simply because okay, wait a minute. <laughs> it was gonna come around. Allison, <laughs> Allison there, there was, an you knew it was coming. No, there was an interview. <laughs> there was an interview. It was a Carmelo Anthony interview, right? And Carmelo said that LeBron called him. Yep,
0: he said, he's
2: hey, do you want to be on? The, I mean, Carmelo, it was the interview that Carmelo had. And he mm-hmm. said, Hey, do you wanna be come on my come play with the Lakers? Carmelo's like, Yeah, that'd be cool, you know. He said, well, let's see what happens. And Carmelo told him on a call, and this is Carmelo's word, well, you're the GM, you know, I if you want me to come. Right? So, <laughs> you, so, you know, I'm lying. So the yeah. reason why Carmelo came is because of LeBron. reason mm-hmm. why, we same thing with Westbrook. The reason why Westbrook came is because of LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. These are things that he um, kind of, let's say, Press we'll say no request. For. I'm not going to request. These are requests. I'm not going to say press for, you know, told. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use those harsh things, but he suggested yep. that maybe we could get uh Carmelo strongly, and, and,
1: strongly, strongly.
2: You got, I'm listen, <laughs> we weren't in we, the room. We, <laughs> we love LeBron. So I just want to make sure. So a lot of these things that, that we're actually kind of blaming Jeannie and Polinka for, Can we put some of this blame on LeBron for... Absolutely
3: not. Absolutely not. not. Here's what you can put on LeBron. What happens on a basketball court and what happens in the locker room. As a player, that is what he's responsible for. If a player comes to you, the GM, makes a suggestion or makes a request that you do not agree with, you have to know that as the GM, this is your decision. You have to own it. It doesn't matter what your star personnel decides. You have to own that decision. So Because LeBron... It doesn't matter if he tells you to go trade for for whoever. It doesn't matter. You Mm. own it. His job responsibilities is to be responsible for that personnel, that roster. You can't blame anybody else but your damn self. I'm sorry. I
1: agree. I agree with that.
3: That's on him. If LeBron. I, I agree
1: with that 100%. And we all know that that move was disastrous and has proven to be disastrous. So again, we loop right back to the extension okay now in my eyes in my eyes you extend a gm if they're a doing a good job or have promise of doing a good job at this point there is no signs that that palinka did much of anything everyone's saying magic helped kind of seal the deal with braun and brought braun here Braun himself has gravity, brings other players to him. So I don't believe Palinka pulled any magic off. This wasn't Kwame Brown for Paul Gasol. We haven't seen anything like that. It just hasn't happened. And with Palinka in full control, we've seen it's it's turned into a disaster. The only time you extend a GM is if you he's doing a good job or there's a threat that he may be taken by another team if you don't. Do you believe that if the Lakers fired Polinka today that another team would be running to pick him up? Or would he be jobless and go back to agents?
3: That's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. I, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna just, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is that when, um, when we fired Vogel, there were obviously better coaching options on the market right? We've seen a great shuffle of coaches in the last few years. There was coaching talent to go and get. I don't think the same can be said for GM, for, for, for a GM role. I don't see a lot of talented GMs, proven GMs that are just available for hire that we haven't already, you know, that we don't want, right? So unless you guys think Daryl Moore, I mean, who who you guys think would have been our GM? If we fire Rob, who do we go to? Who do we pivot to?
0: Okay, so, so, so that's a good question. So I would say this. So I'm a big big sc follower and so when it comes to sc like i know from a fact that it started from the top and went down we had a bunch of ad's that were just terrible and then we got the right person for the right job and we just started to click now we were given clay helton if you know uh, a lot of leeway and he should have been fired a long time ago what i think is kind of like the same thing when Mm -hmm. it comes to the lakers it's like we now know exactly what we need to do, but at the same time, we haven't done it. And 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 so when we look at when we look at Rob Polinka, especially looking at him and his tenure, he is a championship GM, right? He has a, he, he has a, he has a ring, he's proven, okay. At the same time, though, he hasn't done anything like uh like Simmson was saying that now warrants any kind of vote of confidence. I, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that if LeBron leaves or A.D. leaves, we're going to be in the same position we were when we were kept check and nobody's going to be taking calls because no one is going to have any kind of confidence in his front office and his ownership position. And I'm sorry, it might not be true, but I'm sorry, perception is reality. And at this time, the narrative is that we ain't got our, excuse my French, shit together. That is the narrative. We'll and say- if that's the narrative going around then i'm sorry that is a hard hill to climb especially right. when we have a cachet of being the laker franchise and yes, that is what
3: know, if you know who you are it doesn't matter what people say about you the fact I'm is that, that people doubted rob Polinka in 2020 as i already said they doubted his roster construction they doubted everything they doubted he was going to be able to pull off the ad trade now you can say whatever about lebron drawing ad or whatever but at the end of the day Rob Polinka got a trade done that Magic Johnson could not. Rob Polinka is also the only GM that exists in the world to get LeBron to sign that second extension. Nobody else has done it, not in Cleveland, not in Miami. He is the first GM to pull that off. I mean, you. the facts are the facts. If we know who we are, let's be confident in who we are. Everybody's going to shit on us because they have to. We're the winningest team in the league. They've got to act like we don't got the sauce. They know that we do. And so I'm just telling all fans, we just need to chill. We need to stand behind our team. We need to hold them accountable. But we got to believe in Rob. I think, honestly, the most Rob hate is coming from the fans themselves. It's not coming from other teams. Other teams don't have a a leg to stand on when it comes to criticizing RGM. RGM has won. Their GM probably hasn't. And so I just think that we need to just honestly just see it through. We need to push him to make a trade before Thanksgiving, push him to go get Miles Turner. We have the assets to do it without Russell, uh, Russell Restbrook. And I just think that we need to focus on winning instead of focus on pointing fingers. Pointing fingers won't get you anywhere.
0: Now, and, and that's, and I, and I like that. The fact that we don't have to do the whole Buddy Hill. Miles Turner package two first rounders and stuff like that. If mm-hmm. we can get Miles Turner, believe me, I'll be through the roof. Cause I think he was gonna help us out because I'm looking at his play against Rudy Gobert, and I'm thinking like we are small. He is getting too many offensive rebounds. He's just putting it back. Like we're nowhere in the play. So mm-hmm. if we can get some big man with some athleticism, I'm all for it. Now, mm-hmm. going back to to um you know Rob Palenka and him creating this uh this I mean, this team. you Will, I just think that when we're talking about like the Lakers, it just feel to me like. Oh no, sorry. I, I I was I was going to go in the wrong direction, but I want to ask you pointedly: the fan base. And Mike was alluding to it earlier. I've seen a lot of stuff going on with our fan base, and it was, and, and I think it's being split, and we're having almost like a civil war within the fan base and i've seen this meme going around like where you can say something and it'd be such a random comment and comment and somebody would come out there but what this has to do with lebron legacy though like that is literally the meme like you could be talking about anything else so and somebody. See, fans and but fans. what does this have to do with lebron legacy and right. that's where we're at right now mm-hmm. we're we had fans last year that really wanted the boston celtics to win because oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Clay, uh, Steph Curry tie LeBron James the championship. Yeah, think about that. We are literally the Los Angeles Lakers, and we are rooting, actively rooting for the Celtics because we don't want a team, uh, a person, a player it. It that that. And look at, and this is how I look at things. I look at the LeBron. I, I was, I was alive. Everyone was alive during the the Jordan era. And Jordan was kicking everybody's butt, and we had to sit there and look at those eight years and look at him win six championships in eight years. But you know what I say to people like now, they're the Bulls fans? Guess what, bro? Be glad with that. You cool with that. I'm glad you had that. That's your era. I say the same thing with going state. You better hope... You find another Steph Curry because if you don't have another Steph Curry, that is your legacy. You are just a just a flash of the pan. You got a magic in a bottle, and you can't sustain this this thing that we have built. And that's why the the I think the standard is is so high with the Lakers. Different, just we have era kind of guys, you know. And and I just and that this this fan base right now is really is really like they don't want to put accountability. It's almost yep. like just because you gave me one championship, I'm good. That's the social
1: media era.
3: Mike said this. He said this. He said uh, that, you know, we're divided. He said, you know, our identity is missing. I know he was talking about it in terms of the roster and in terms of this team and what's happening on the court. But I think that that's true as a, as a franchise-wide issue. I think that right now the Lakers are shaking, and it's because of the guy. It's because of the tragic loss of the guy above me right now. I think that the Lakers have been scattered as a franchise, as an organization, as a family. We've been scattered since this tragic loss. And we just kind of moved on and won a championship and kept it moving. But we are, I think, just a house divided against itself will not stand. And you've got, look, we don't have this guy. We don't have his voice of reason. Jeannie said it on Twitter one night. I wish I had Kobe here right now. He would understand. He would be able to say what I can't say. And people immediately were like, oh, she's subtweeting LeBron. No, she was saying something much bigger than anything about this season or last season. She's talking about just the overall, the way of things right now. We are scattered. you got the, the next up Laker legend and, and, um, and Kareem taking shots at our franchise star player. You got LeBron saying he has no relationship with him. We, our franchise is shaken right now. And I think our identity collectively is really just, we're just lost. And I think it's okay for us to say, you know what? Yeah, we won a championship. Yeah, you know, but we're we're grieving right now. We are struggling to really figure out, you know, how to move forward from this. It's okay to to say that. You know what I mean? Like it's okay for us to say that to say we, you know, what it what are who are we without Kobe? That's OK. We've changed the name of Staples in the middle of all this like chaos. I hate to be emotional right now, but I'm just saying, like our team is really just so much is changing. So much is, is, is moving from underneath our feet. And I think that, you know, we need to really come back together. It's not about LeBron's records. It's not about Kareem. It's not a, it's not about any one person. Our family needs to come back. That's why I resent the people who are saying that we need to move away from the bus family. This has always been about family. And we got to really double down on what got us here, what got us to 17 and stop, you know, stop pointing fingers at each other. We got to come back together and and really regroup in, loss, in, in light of the loss of Kobe and, and Gigi.
1: Allison, beautifully put. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break really quick and then we'll be right back. We'll be back in about a minute or so. So you're watching the Profanity Nation podcast with our guest, Allison Carpenter. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs>
3: pas citez pas pas je papa pas pas citez pas pas je papa pas pas je pas pas je pas pas je pas pas je pas pas je
2: pas pas je 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 pas pas je
1: United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. Yeah. All right, we're back with Allison Carpenter. Our hey, that guest. last commercial was amazing. That bro. last commercial was the best commercial of that all. Like, That's bro. funny. Pro, 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 pro. Uh, you are watching the Profanity Nation podcast, of course. We are here on Infanity Studio streaming channel on YouTube. We're here every Sunday yes, night sir. at 8.30 p.m. Money Mike. Hey, so Allison, all, in all respect to you, I have to say
2: this. I love you. You're amazing. But I, I have to say these couple of things, okay? So
1: look. But but um, he's the I love you. but He's all the but all I, he, I love you. Buddy. You gotta know. So coming. so
2: I've been I've been a Laker <laughs> fan since 1982, right? And I and I so I obviously bleed purple and gold. And when people are not on my team, when players are not on my team that they say are great, they're Hall of Famers. I don't like them. You know, I I they're I want to beat them. I didn't like Larry Bird. I did not admit Larry Bird was good till he retired. I hated Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I hated Carl Malone. Right. So obviously during the, even the Kobe year an uh, era going on. You know, I hated LeBron, right? You know, LeBron dislike. is... Well, dislike LeBron, you know I mean? uh uh he, You know, he As a player, not yeah, a person, a, I mean, ever. Yeah, We're talking as a, as a player. As a, as a player. First of all, his philanthropy, I think, is absolutely amazing. I tell people that all... You sound like shit right now. Just, just get right, to it. I'm just saying, like, what's this guy doing? He over there in Cleveland, and he going to Miami, whatever, you know, like, he sucks, as far as I'm concerned. Because I'm a Laker fan, right? So I'm never rooted for him in no capacity until he became a Laker. And now I have to root for him just like I had to root for Carl Malone because I hated Carl Malone, but he came on my team. Now I got to root for LeBron in in that same way. But I'm seeing him on the the back end of his career. Right? So obviously since I'm sitting on the back end of his career, I see things that like, oh, dog, like what are you doing? Like, why are you doing certain stuff that really frustrates me uh, 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 about him, and and then every time I say something remotely negative about LeBron, you get attacked. I hater. get attacked. I'm called a hater, even though I'm pointing out actual things that's happening. Like literally last game, I was like, "LeBron, don't shoot the twenty, don't don't do a turnaround jumper." I'm like, "I know you're gonna do a turnaround jumper. Don't do the turnaround jumper," and you did it, and it's not short. And then, but then if I go, "Man, can you believe? That? Oh, you're a hater because I'm you know hating on him." So. I think LeBron needs to affect the game more. Maybe drive to the basket a little bit more often. Stop doing the ways You know what I mean? Like I, I, I. But again, I, I know there's love in, in the room for for LeBron, but he's frustrating me a lot being a Laker. Well, I could say, is, that, you, is and, that fair to say? Well, no? I can
0: say this. I mean, and Allison, I think what I want, I want to, could I want to give you props for saying one thing that I, that I really believe is really missing in this whole thing that we're talking about. And it is the Kobe death. And there's twofold. First thing first, he's checking Palenka. First of all, like he's checking Palenka. We know he's checking Palenka. He got Palenka the job. He's checking Palenka. If there's anybody that's on this earth that Palenka is going to listen to, first and foremost, it would have been Kobe Bryant. That's number one. Number two Kobe Bryant has the vote, uh, has the confidence in the within the he has that cachet within the Laker organization that when remember when we were all saying, oh, you can't put up no, no, no mural or LeBron. You can't do all that. And Kobe basically gave the vote of confidence to LeBron. It was squashed all that stuff. What I'm saying is that voice is missing through all of all of this stuff. And like she was saying before, our fan base is fractured. We have a lot of things, but Kobe was the glue. We don't know how because we have never dealt with not even not a lot of franchises have dealt with that. The glue, the 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 person where at one point in time we thought the greatest Laker of all time was Kobe, and I still do think that is the truth, even though we had to really say that with and bite our tongue because Magic Johnson was that guy. But the fact that we had to recognize that Kobe Bryant was that dude. Now it's like he has that he he's has that authority where he can call not call shots but he can influence you know GMs influence owners like his present is so sorely missed yes i agree with her 100% because that is where we're at right now and there's no alpha and i mean yeah lebron is that but there's no part of going to just want to yeah, go ahead no, and no. check there's no one going to check anybody here nobody
3: can fill those shoes no, no one can, can fill those shoes and and i think
0: that as a as a
3: lifelong lebron fan you know i come from northeast ohio um as a lifelong lebron fan i recognized last year and the year before that some kobe fans needed to hate lebron as a part of their grieving process right a lot of people felt disloyal to you know, even, you know, it, LeBron broke past Kobe in the scoring list right before the tragedy, right? And so a lot of people have, like, clung to discrediting LeBron's accomplishments and have clung to, you know, oh, Kobe's, the, Kobe's our Laker, he's our guy, as if LeBron has even come for that, which he's not. So I get that some fans have chosen to do that. I don't even engage. I have no interest in even getting involved in that. But what I will say is that LeBron... Mike, what you're seeing right now is the LeBron experience. The reason why so many LeBron fans are coming at you is because we're used to this. This is how the season starts everywhere. Miami, Cleveland, no matter where. This is how it starts. We are like, what the heck is it? Is he washed? Like, we do this every year. So I, I think a lot of us forget, you guys are new to this. This is not something you're used to. Watching LeBron for the first 20 games, like, is he okay? And then, you know... The regular season is just not something that he really commits to um, in most seasons. And in the playoffs, we're like this man right here. This is this is this is this guy is special. I can't remember which one of his coaches talked. It might have been Phil Handy who talked about it, where he was in Cleveland first year and he was you know talking crap about LeBron with the coaching staff, saying, "Oh, this guy doesn't have it anymore. He's not committed anymore." And then by the playoffs, he was like, "I got to go apologize. I need to go talk to him and apologize, man to man." This is what it's like. LeBron does not value the regular season like he used to. He will give 50%. You know, he's preserving his body. He's trying to get his teammate touches. But also, something that he has said a million times, he's trying to pass the baton to AD. He is deferring to AD. So AD.
0: You don't want it.
3: Well, I'm just <laughs> <talking> <laughs> what he has said. And so I just I think we don't need to over. I'm not worried about LeBron. LeBron is the last guy I'm going to worry about. If you can show me every time he's been healthy for the Lakers, he has shown up he has shown up for our team. When he is healthy, he has shown up. He was unbelievable in our championship run. When AD got injured, LeBron was still there against Phoenix. He was doing everything he could. And so I think we need to give him the benefit of the doubt here. We need to push the role players. We need to push AD to keep growing into what he's doing right now. And and Russ is finally clicking. I think we're, we're one trade away from being a team that can be watchable. I'm not going to say contenders, but can They're be watchable.
0: watchable. Oh, watchable. See, see, again, <laughs> being a LeBron fan, I
1: can appreciate that, but being a Lakers I fan I mean, life, never watchable it is not acceptable. Right. Like, what are we, are we need doing? To, just the fact that I think it was Forbes – estimated that the Golden State Warriors are worth more than the Lakers now. That is ridiculous. That's that is unacceptable. unacceptable. No. Uh, we, we talked about you know what GM would fill the role for uh, Palinka if we didn't have him. They should be beaten down our door for that job, but they're not. Historically, right now, the Lakers have one of the smallest front offices in the league, and that to me is because they are – whatever resistant to hiring outside of the Lakers family yeah, to bring in fresh blood. No I don't thing. understand it. The Kurt Rambis, uh, I'm not going to go with Linda Rambis because like you said, she doesn't have basketball decisions, but the Kurt Rambis, even Palinka, is Kobe family. Everything is from the Lakers. They're, they're they, 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 they're in such a confined protected bubble and, and counting on their legacy that, that, they're getting lost they're getting lost in the shuffle and and that i have to hold genie bus accountable for you know the buck stops where it stops at the top so so you have to hold her accountable again we have one of the smallest front offices in the league
3: let's let's get into that let's get into the numbers you know i pride myself i'm a, a real estate developer so i'm happy to talk about numbers here we go I've said a lot of nice things about Jeannie Buss. The one thing I have not said about her all night is that she's super rich, because she's not. She's one of the poorest owners in the, the Bus family as a whole. They're yep. one of the poorest ownership groups in the league. And so what does that do? That constrains what you can do from a real estate perspective. They do not own the venue that they play in. That is not true for so many ownerships across the league. So as the value of the real estate appreciates, the value of the team will appreciate. We don't have that benefit here. Uh, there's so many other things. Our staff size is small because, I mean, it's, it's not just because we're just, we're, we're cliquish and we don't trust anybody. They probably are not. Look at how scared she was to pay the pay, the luxury tax to keep Alex Caruso. We do not have money growing on trees. We are not the warriors. The warriors are literally just printing money over there. They're printing money. They're also well positioned, the market that they're in. I mean, come on. Like there's so many factors that are leading to the Warriors boom. And it's not just what's happening on a basketball court. I promise you, we still experienced 7% growth over last year. The Lakers did. We're still number three. Um, I just think that, um, you know, I think, again, there's not a reason to panic. If folks want to see us enjoy that type of growth that the Warriors have got going on, a lot of things about our team will have to change. And I think ownership would definitely have to be that. You'd have to have a a very rich owner, like they've got in the Clippers, like they've got in Brooklyn, like they've got in Golden State, who can infuse a ton of cash to, to, to do a lot of strategic moves. We don't have that. We're about winning basketball. We're about championship winning basketball. And so I don't think there's a reason. We don't need to envy the Warriors. They've got what?
0: What, five chips to our seventeen. Yeah, and and, and 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 yeah, like like that's 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 the reason. Going back to my Chicago Bulls analogy, I mean, seriously, once it's over, you better get more championships. Because once it's done, we're gonna go ahead and look back, and Steph is gonna retire. And if you don't put more more points on the board, you don't put any more banners in the rafters. You are who you were. I'm sorry. It's just that is your history. Your history was this era that is not duplicated in your franchise history. And that's what it is. And so yeah. that's why
1: I look at all of the, like uh, I said, are the going Lakers back, in like, danger of that same exact. Well, I, well, this is how I know cool. that
3: Laker fans are depressed right now. This right here, I, we're just depressed because we're literally now talking about Forbes valuations as like a marker of our team's success.
0: No, no, we, we should though. But the, no, 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 no. But we shouldn't right. though. So that's what I'm saying. So because right. we're different gravy, because we're different gravy. That's, oh, what, that's what I'm saying. We're different gravies, and They're that's and that's why I can't look at financial numbers. I can't. What I see is mediocrity, and mediocrity we just, we just, never was said. synonymous with the Lakers. Even when we had Vlade Divac, Elden Campbell, Tony, oh, Tony Tony Campbell, we had straight, you know what I'm saying. We had Van Exel. Jones, When we had it, it Anthony Peeler, we still was knocking out the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, Seattle, Seattle Supersonics in the second round. We still was knocking out these teams and getting to conference finals when we had no business getting there. Because you know why? Because we literally had the pedigree. We literally had the legacy that said, you know, when you put these these shoes on, you know who you chasing. You chasing, we'll you chasing And
3: them. we'll be back. And we'll be back.
0: But I'm, what I'm saying is, Okay. Yes. However, let's look at the drought. We have scars, though, now. Let's look at it. So now we're jaded. And now we scars are... Leave and so I'm just saying, why, why can't we feel, as Laker fans, hold our team not just accountable, but have a higher standard? Like, why if I say that if we don't make the conference championship, people are looking at me like, your, your goals are unrealistic, when that always should have been the goal? It's always have been. That's how we got 17, uh, 17 championships. If we're not shooting for the star, I mean, we're not shooting for the star, we can't land on the moon. You see what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't happen. So if we're saying that we want to be a playing team or we want to be watchable, well, Like it. I'm just saying that we need to be able to hold the bu- the bus family accountable. We need to hold the GM accountable. We need to hold the pseudo-GM, plus Morse accountable we need Uh to hold everybody accountable and i shouldn't be feel like i'm a a a bad fan or not having patience because i'm 46 years old so i've seen it all so i'm just saying this word i'm just saying
3: I Love being a part of this fan base. I love how delusional we are. I love that we it's championship groups. I love that it's I love that it's championship robust every year. I love that. Wait, 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 okay. Here's what I'm saying, delusional. Here's what I'm saying, delusional. It's okay, it's yeah, injured, LeBron's out half the season, and it's like, oh, we're still 4-0. we we're going four 0 I love that, I love that, and I don't ever want us to stop that. I also think that we've uh, we've gone a little bit too far. I think that, you know, we need to reel it in a little bit. I'm not saying that I want a season where that's watchable. I'm saying that we're – I said we're one piece away, one trade piece away from being watchable. I believe in Darvin Ham. I'm not sure about you guys, but I believe in oh yeah, Darvin Ham. Fan. I love the guy. I love the guy. And I want to see what he can do with a better roster. And I hope we get that. I'm saying that we just – we don't need to take the fun out of being Laker fans right now just because we're calling for everybody and their mother to be fired – calling for everybody and their mother to be you know, pushed aside. I think that the Lakers are its not – we're not in dire situations as people are pretending. We're not the Pistons. We're not in a 14- or 18-year rebuild. We are two years off a championship, and we still have the greatest player in the world on our roster. We are not that far away from being in the mountaintop again, and we just need to calm down. I don't believe we should stop holding people accountable. I think we hold everybody accountable, A.D., Darvin, Ham, everyone. You mentioned Clutch. I do have to say – we got Lonnie Walker on a on a, a six million dollar contract. Clutch has more than delivered what they owe us. We got LeBron extended, AD extended. Clutch has done their job. Give Rich Paul a break.
0: There's KCP. so much. <laughs> KCP started it all.
3: Y'all are just, I,
0: Hey, we gave KCP a no trade clause, Hey, KCP started it all. He got that's KCP all, in there. He did some reconnaissance, and he
2: <laughs> <laughs> how KCP gonna get no trade clause? Defend Listen- that.
3: Because
0: no, 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 listen, no, no. Rich Paul is worth his weight in gold. He got LeBron. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, Rich Paul I'm, I'm is,
3: is the best agent. I'm convinced the best agent this league has right now, that man is pulling off miracles. I I, I don't want this to happen, but I am confident I'm going to see Miles Bridges on a roster with some ridiculous contract in, in no time because Rich Paul is just that guy. It's, it's actually scary.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll see. So, you know what? I can't even ask you, never mind. Go you got to, man. You, got to. You, brought it <laughs> up. you can't
0: leave it like that. All right. So look, <laughs> I
2: I I I, uh, I came on the show, so it, it's I guess it's documented, so I guess I'm gonna bring it here. Um I, I know how much you love LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. And and I and I understand that you know sometimes players take teams off and stuff. One thing I hate that LeBron did last year when when, when the Rams won the Super Bowl, oh yeah, is when he went over to like Aaron Donald and said, Hey. You know, I had to put a show on for you tonight because you were here. And <laughs> and I'ma tell you as a Laker fan,
1: that's I insulting. took that
2: like, oh, so you telling me we gotta have Cooper Cup would come one night, we gotta have Bradford come one night, and then that's the thing, that's the only time that this dude wants to actually take the team and put them on his back so we can win a game, you know, and, and he won't win a game or put a team on the back. Where, when I'm there, right? Because he do not oh know me. God. And I'm not Super Bowl champion.
3: I'm just you never just, heard of a guy just being friendly? Like, no, just a guy listen, just saying something. I'm just. to no, you.
2: for supporting me. I'm just expressing <laughs> how I felt when you said, you know, I had to put a show on for you for night. Because my understand understanding, like, oh, so we ain't putting a show on every other night? Oh, we ain't putting God. the team on the back?
1: <laughs>
2: you know? I'm so just. My, my recommendation
1: was, is we all wear Cooper. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm
2: like, hey, hey, hey. We hey, hey, all me. wear a mask. You're the guy, and You're we like, might actually win. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I dye my way. hair you and I go down back, now all of a sudden they're, they're win. Talk, uh, Okay, No, no, no please help no, me no, out with no, this. Please help me out with this. This
3: is little, this, this is just comical at this point. I mean, you never. see. I'm asking
2: for. I'm asking for therapy right now.
3: Jordan there, I'm sure there are, are pretty women at Warriors games every night but Jordan Poole went off that one game and everyone's like oh it's for those two women sitting in the front row like come on he had a good game LeBron had a great game that night he saw his homies and told him hey that one was for you there's nothing to read into but this is how bored we are we're reading into everything he's had a good game he's had several good games and you know he's come on man Give me a break. He
1: was like, oh, wait, oh, so I love it. I want to ask. I love right it. Okay. I love it. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to switch gears really quick. Cause we're kind of running out of yeah. time. Uh, uh, we're going to completely switch gears and, and turn a corner here. I'd love to get your take um, on, we, we, we brought up the nets really quickly. Uh, and I'd like to get your take Allison on uh, Kyrie Irving and the decision from the nets handed down a, a list of, uh, things that he had to do in order to get back into the good graces of all of this. Um, uh, just the whole Nets as a whole, they're considering Aimee Udoka as their coach, uh, mm-hmm. kind of looking the other way. Um, you know, like you said, like, hey, you know, the Lakers may have their issues, but other teams have their issues as well. Uh, touch a little bit on your thoughts on just the Nets as a team right now, because they're the, they're the other crazy. team with the big stars
3: that entire team was a dumpster fire. And you want to talk about from top to bottom, that entire team was a dumpster fire. And I think that Laker fans should look over there to see just how blessed we are. We don't have two of our stars trying to force their way out. We don't have, you know, we don't have a fired head coach, you know, in the middle of the season. We don't have it. As it relates to the the Nets and their demands for Kyrie Irving, I think it's so cheap. And let me tell you why. There is a real conversation to be had between the black community and the Jewish community about, decades, decades long tension that has existed, decades long anti-Blackness, decades long anti-Semitism, there's a real conversation that could be had. And that conversation cannot be reduced to five bullet points. And I think it's so cheap for them to take this moment and, and just say, here are the five disingenuous things we need you to do in order to welcome you back on the team. Kyrie has said a number of problematic things over the years. And now, and now, 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 this is the moment where they're going to make a caricature out of him. When we already know the the tension that existed between Kyrie and the front office leading into the season. There's a real opportunity for us to all heal here. There's a real opportunity for us to grow here. And they are cheapening it with this gimmicky request to take a training here and donate money here. It's cheap. And and I think all of us deserve better from the Nets. If you're going to try to put your foot in this, if you're really going to try to be a leader here, then show up. And you can't show up when your owner is affiliated with the nonsense that Josiah is a part of. You can't show up when you're considering Adoka to be your head coach. You cannot show up when you've overlooked loads of bullcrap for years. They do not have the moral authority to play the role they're trying to play. So it pisses me off personally as a black woman. I hope yep. it pisses Jews off in this country. I hope it pisses everybody off because it's inappropriate and it's cheap.
1: Yep. It, it is. It's, it's pandering and it, it's just an attempt to... Uh, and, and it's late. Talk about a late foul call. They they weren't going to do anything until the pressure came down. So it's also it's late. Um, now we finish every show here with a segment that we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike's going to share not his not thoughts. You love it. It. <laughs> you love it. It's already out of bounds. Uh, uh, Money Mike's going to share his thoughts or opinions on a topic, and it's simple. He just wants to know: are those thoughts in bounds or out of bounds? Money Mike, you have the mic.
2: All right. So Allison, you know, you know, we have this is the lead-in to because my out of bounds is really about Kyrie Irving. Um, mm-hmm. and let me just say I echo everything you said about that but you know I thought about this like like really and I really was trying to really understand like okay cool like what did Kyrie do right mm-hmm. and, if I, and basically what Kyrie did was he endorsed a movie right he didn't you know he just endorsed it. hey go out and watch this movie this mm-hmm. documentary right but this documentary is on the platform it's called Amazon right mm-hmm. and somebody's getting paid a whole lot of money on Amazon to show this movie that everybody's upset that it's been shown. Mm-hmm. But the guy that's showing it and that's authorized to show the movie and putting it out and where he's making money off of it, he's not getting no heat of course for, not. for allowing it to be distributed on his platform. Mm-hmm. Now, your boy LeBron, when Kanye West came there, he said things he didn't like. He said, look, this is not going to see the light of day under his platform. On the shop. On the shop, right? So, I again, took a stand. I, I agree with what LeBron did and his well, and his team did in that because he he, he said, you're not going to use my platform to spread what you're spreading, right? Am I out of bounds to say the real heat needs to go to Bezos and not Kyrie Irving because simply Bezos is the one that's allowing this doing that everybody's upset about what Kyrie tweeted out on his platform?
3: I think two things can be true. Bezos should be held accountable for a number of things, including this. And Kyrie should know better. I think that um, two things can be true, and accountability doesn't have to be a single – it doesn't have to be a single lane. It can go in multiple directions.
2: I agree with you. I'm in bounds. He agrees with
0: me. See? Step out. Oh, you're definitely 100% in balance. Um The fact that we – like you said, we're coming down on, on – Kyrie because of this and not look at that because if if, such, if it was so problematic then we should be trying to squash it at every we should be trying to extinguish it at every turn we should be trying to put it out and not let it exceed on the line of the day the fact that we're okay with it being distributed we just don't want our athletes quote unquote to, but we to
3: know
0: force is. it it's- then it's almost feel like it's a certain level of control control. And that's what I'm really, it's like, it's, it's, that's what's sticking in my craw because it feels like, okay, there's a lot of people. And then like, like you were saying before, we need to have a real conversation because I know if it's cool with a lot of anti-blackness, I don't want to get too political here, but if it's anti-blackness is being just go ahead and we can just say what we want to say. And then when we get to a certain group, then if we got to be held and put our feet to the fire, then, then we need to have a transparency and, uh, across the board. And I don't think that yeah. we're getting that right now. And that's where I feel that you are uh, in bounds because if we're going to go ahead and give uh, give Kyrie the smoke, we need to give the smoke to anybody that really, that's affiliated with it. And so we can just be consistent. Yeah, we're yeah. not. And so it seems calculated. Absolutely. My last thing
3: I'd like to say is it's a confusing moment for Black boys and girls and Black young women and men, like uh, including myself, because it's like you know the amount of anti-Blackness that we come in contact with on a daily basis that never gets this type of backlash. It's it's a confusing moment because one we would need to educate ourselves on anti-Semitism, but also just wondering why don't these corporations ever show up for us? Why don't they ever uh, cancel people in this way? Uh, for, for promoting things that are violent towards our community. I, 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 it's confusing for me, but I hope that one of you guys know better than I do and can, and can school me on uh, what the difference is here.
1: There, there's no schooling. It, it, it is confusing, and it's hypocritical across the board. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's typical for uh, the way that this world has worked and continues to work, and it just shows how much change and growth we still need uh, in, in all aspects of society, not just uh, Blacks or uh, Jewish or anti-Semitism, in all aspects of society, uh, we need to be aware, we need to be focused, and we need to uh, stand strong and unified yep. uh, as to how we all feel about hate, regardless of who it's directed to. Yep. Um, so, so, no, you're you're right on board there, uh, and we all agree with you. And Money Mike, you got your 100%. Hey, I'm 100%. Okay. So look, Allison. I know we got to go, but I got
2: to ask you: Going back to Lakers, are we going to be over five hundred by the All Star break with the team that is constructed right now? Do you think we can absolutely
3: move? not? Absolutely not. This team <laughs> not a real basketball team. I can't wait to see the real guys, the real rosters. <laughs> there
1: you go. Well, so this, we, these, we got LeBron on the team, though he can't uh, do it. These the, are just, just fill ins right now. Uh, LeBron is, can't uh, hold an entire no, team. Not at year twenty two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, all right, <laughs> Allison, thank you so much. Um, Can you do us a favor and let us let our uh, listeners and our followers know the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on and what you do out there? Because you do some great stuff.
3: Oh, sure. And you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Allison, Y S N Carpenter on Twitter until uh Elon Musk uh, wipes us all up.
1: <laughs> <Follow me. laughs> we didn't even talk about that, right? Yeah, we didn't even get yeah, to that. No. Exactly. <laughs> thank you. So much thank you to everybody who joined. Thank you to everybody who left comments. We saw that we reached really out. I see you, baby. P-judge, we saw you. Uh, we will be back next week, as always. Profanity Nation podcast on Infinity Studio streaming channel every Sunday night at 8:30 p.m. Thank you. We'll see you next week, Allison. Thank you so much. Thank you, Allison. Thank we you, love Allison, you today. Great, great time. We'd love to have you back soon. <laughs> All right, thanks.
0: Peace.